Hello and welcome to Unfiltered, the Teen Stock Podcast, a series of deeply honest and thought-provoking conversations with our youth. I am your host, Antra Pandit, and I will be in conversation with our youth about what they hold important in this constantly evolving world that we are all living in today. We will be diving into their passions and talents and highlight how passion is being used for a purpose. How would they like to help make a difference in a world that is changing every single day? What are the issues out there that they feel need to be addressed and which are pivotal in creating a better and more humane world? Unfiltered will amplify their voices far and wide in the hope of illuminating their participation in this global effort to build a better future for us all. Joining me today on episode six of Unfiltered is 16-year-old Naisha Bindal, an aspiring writer, artist, and humanitarian. Her passion for the creative arts emerges even in her voice as she talks about the processes she follows while creating, the tools she uses to manage any blocks that arise along the way, and her inspiration behind her artwork and songwriting, along with so much more. I truly believe that it is never too early for the youth of today to equip themselves with tools to manage their thinking. In this episode, Naisha openly talks about the self-doubt and fear that can emerge while being in the creative space and what her experiences have been with this. So Naisha, before we kickstart our conversation today, I wanted to very quickly thank you for highlighting what I think is a crucial topic um, for anyone in the creative space, more or less, and that is Acknowledging that whether you're an amateur or a professional in the creative space, you are truly prone to um, different phases of experiencing blocks, right? Um, Which is essentially the inability to access one's creativity. And it is a barrier of inspiration and can sometimes, you know, I know it lasts for days, sometimes for weeks, months, or even years for many people. You go through phases of confusion where you aren't able to create. There is something holding you back. You acknowledge it you find ways to work through it, you know, you find tools to manage it, and then you move forward. Now, whether you're a kid, a teenager, um, or an adult, there's a common experience, you know, it is a common experience. And once this block hits you, um, it is sometimes very hard to put your finger on what it really is, um, right, or sort of label it and even know what to do about it. And um, for me, as someone who's been in the writing space, specifically, I know it can be very, very confusing. And, um, you know, there's a kind of fear and self-doubt that can be created um, for anyone in this phase, more or less. So, you know, I think it's great that you picked this topic to talk about today on this podcast, because I don't think this is something that the youth think about very often or are very aware about as well. Um, So let's go ahead and dive right in. Uh, Before we start, tell us a little bit about yourself, Naisha. Um, Who are you at your very core? So I, I feel like I'm quite a creative person and so I, I definitely enjoy creating things whether it's um, art or music or writing or, or anything like that. So I, I feel like I, I love thinking out of the box and not really um, playing by the rules because I, I, I don't find myself um, enjoying subjects like math or science. Um, so. I think I'm a person who really has many ideas and likes to execute them in a different way. That's great. And you know, it's also um, being incorporated a lot more now into school curriculums, right? All the creative subjects. In fact, I think the education policy that came out in 2020 actually stated that all schools were required to make subjects like, you know, art, 
and all the creative subjects more regular in a school curriculum apart from your math and your science because I mean there are um, people who are of course wanting to grow up to be professionals in the field of whether it's music or dance or you know uh, writing so it is becoming a lot more mainstream now so um, Naisha tell me what do you spend your time outside of school doing during our conversations you've talked about songwriting you've talked about your artistic pursuits and a lot more what would you say you are the most passionate about so I think that I absolutely like the artistic spectrum and everything that comes with it. So I, I think that art is definitely my life and that everything around me is based on art. But I feel like I enjoy everything that comes with art. So whether it be writing or, or songwriting or theater or cinema or like anything just like that. So I, I, I feel that I, I don't have any particular thing that I'm drawn to, but everything that comes with art is something that I'm intrigued. That's great. I can literally hear the passion oozing from your voice when you talk about it. And I like what you said that art is your life, right? That itself says a lot. What is your biggest driving force and motivating factor when it comes to your artwork or anything that you create? So when I get an idea, I, I get that um, a really strong urge to put it on paper and so when inspiration does hit me um, I, I, I want to create for myself and it's almost as though I have to leave everything behind and just get that idea on paper uh, so usually an image just flashes in my mind of what that um, artwork could be or what that poem could be or what that song would sound like and so that I feel is my biggest motivating force, the outcome. And then the process just becomes better than the outcome as a whole. Let's talk about the inspiration part a little bit. And I know it's very difficult for many people to find that source of inspiration they need to be able to really do what they love. For some people, it comes knocking at their doorstep. For some people, it takes a very long time. Um, so what are some of your methods of inspiration before you start creating anything? Uh, to get inspired, sometimes I often uh, go through my old artworks to see how much I've grown and that, that motivates me to, to make more art because I, I can see that um, my, my old sketches were just stick figures and now they are actually really good artwork. And, um, and I, I, I follow other people on Instagram because like, they, they motivate me to do better, like uh, other artists who really have really amazing artworks and um, and most of them are my age. So then I, I can see that, uh, you know, you don't exactly have to be at a particular age or like there's, there's never really going to be a particular time at when you have to um, reach somewhere or get good at something. So I feel like people um, in, in, in similar fields and my own personal growth sort of inspires me. That's amazing to hear. So I know you are passionate about also using your artwork that you churn out every day to help communities around you and create some sort of social impact. I know you've been wanting to do that for a long time. So, and you have been previously talking about transferring your paintings and your sketches onto products, um, selling them, and then contributing all your proceeds to charity. 
So talk to me a little bit more about what you would like to do with this. Uh, what inspired you to do it? And um, what do you hope to really achieve in the long term with this? Yes, definitely. So my main plan is to create artwork and then print them on materials like notebooks, tote bags, posters, and many more items that people can make use of. And then I plan to uh, sell them and donate all the profits to an animal shelter. So I, I, I choose the animal shelters because um, I believe that animals have been stripped of their rights to freedom and they don't exactly have a solid identity anymore because humans um, just believe that they own everything because of um, modernization and industrialization. Um, and so then people lose sight of humanity and uh, animals have to pay the price because of it. It's great. And I'm sure, you know, once you start doing this, you're, you are truly going to make an impact. Now, Naisha, maybe this is something I should have asked you in the beginning. Um, what are the kind of sketches and paintings that you do? I'm sure our listeners would love to hear. Normally, I, I just make anything that comes to my mind. Mostly, I, I like making fan art. So um, if, if I've just watched a TV show or, or, or if I have a particular favorite singer, then I make fan art of that person and I just design it with uh, their lyrics and, and and just give it a fancy background or, or something like that. But um, normally I, I love drawing portraits, so I, I like drawing people. So that's the thing that I mostly do. Amazing. Um, so, you know, we've been talking about how, you know, being in the creative profession, so whether you're an artist or a writer or a blogger, architect, um, there are phases where you feel bursts of energy and inspiration at your doorstep. And there are also periods where you feel completely blocked and you're not able to truly function and do what you set out to do. And of course, this can happen for so many reasons um, and it varies from person to person. For me, whenever I feel foggy and unable to string words together and put words on paper when I'm supposed to be, you know, writing an article and meeting a deadline, like, you know, in half an hour, um, there are certain things that I do. For example, what works for me is, you know, it music lets me recharge. So I have my favorite playlist for moments like this and phases like this, where I just put it on, put my headphones on, and within, you know, a couple of hours, I'm back to where I need to be. Or it can be even reading books or even just, you know, putting everything aside and saying, I'm going out to meet friends. And that is what truly helps to recharge me. And I instantly feel more connected to myself. And, um, I become more aware of what I'm supposed to be doing. And sometimes I've realized that, you know, the harder I try to push myself to write when I feel blocked, you know, it sort of backfires on me a bit more. So I'm sure you have felt this way as well with the creative work that you do, whether it's your songwriting or your artwork. Um, so before we get into how you manage the block, what do you personally feel are some of the reasons that people could be experiencing this block? So I, I think there is this block because um, people end up not fueling their creativity because they can do so all their lives and they can give it importance or, or, or they can rather shun it out and not respect their creativity and give it time. So in, in my opinion, it's the resistance and the feeling of unworth that sort of designs this entire phase and people 
normally they chase perfection and so whenever they get tired and they think of themselves as not enough or not trying hard enough even when they are trying and so this, this happens with many creative people because creativity is not uh, something that can be compared or like you, you can't exactly be the best at it like how, how it works for athletes you, you can't you can't come first and uh, so it's, it's it's really hard for a star to shine on their own way in in a world of comparison so i feel what's really important is for people to trust themselves through the process otherwise that their light will go down absolutely i agree with you 100% um so talk to us about some instances of when you have experienced being blocked during your creative process you can just share some examples with us you know what do you feel led to this personally and what do you think were some of the triggers here um so usually i i do feel very fidgety and irritated whenever my art isn't turning out the way i i wished for it to be uh, so like when when the paint water splashes on it or the paper tears and I, I, everything is smudged so like that th- those are times when i just get so frustrated and i i could cry so um normally this block occurs when i've made two to three consecutive artworks that don't turn out the way i expect them to be and so i i i feel like it it, it was a waste of my time and energy and so i i begin i, I begin to judge my art and i i find it unenjoyable and the next artwork that i do i i feel like i'm forcing myself to do it and i i feel like i'm not good enough while i'm doing it so to get myself back on track to use whatever energy i have positively and make art with a positive outlook i i try to create with enthusiasm and um without really thinking about how good my art will be or if if it's going to be something that people are going to be like wow that's so amazing because that doesn't really matter and my art should just be something that's going to make me happy during the process what is your process to start recreating you know once you've gone through this phase you've experienced this block um but you feel like you need to start moving past it right so how do you start that process of recreating what do you what do you do what are your tools because i'm sure our listeners would love to hear um how you know they can overcome this challenge what works best for you also i i just uh, draw something the first thing that comes to my mind without really uh, thinking about the outcome I, i i just make the first thing that comes to my mind and i don't try to perfect it because if if i do that then i'm, I'm going to get mad either way i'd be like okay this is not coming out the way i wish for it to be okay um so you know we were talking about um you know you've been talking about perfection and you know that word is always very dicey because you know i've always believed that the word perfect doesn't really exist you know or even if it does exist in people's minds you know that's something that needs to sort of been be pushed to the sidelines because um i don't really think anything like that really exists now i've always felt that social media um you know is sometimes a very inspirational platform but it can also be a devil's playground and you were earlier talking about you know how you follow um other artists like you on instagram and people who were inspire who inspire you while many people find motivation through accounts they follow like you were saying many also use it as a means of comparison 
and um, you know and that i think opens up a whole other can of worms um when you are in this space of not being able to write or draw or paint and you log on to social media what impact does that have on you personally um you know for me i try to spend as less time as possible uh, when i'm having a bad day or you know i feel like i don't know what on earth i'm doing in life sometimes right i don't know what direction i'm heading in um i you know i always feel like you know if i look at somebody else similar who's doing um you know who's writing and is on their way to success and is happy but i'm in that phase of a block i feel like that's a trigger for me especially when i'm in this particular mind space how does it work for you what do you end up feeling on social media when you're going through this blocked phase i i completely agree with what you feel because i i think i feel i feel the same thing and uh, so i i think social media is all kinds of negative put together and also clicking open instagram only lessens the little bit of motivation that i had stored when i or when i was feeling um, not worthy enough to create art and so i i, I just scroll down and down and down and i can just see all these posts of these amazing artists and their beautiful work and so then i i just end up feeling like so okay so i i can't do this when will i be able to do this i can't do this so um, it it just sort of lessens um, my worth and like what i think about myself and you know how much i can do so i i feel like it really does uh, take a toll on um mental health for everybody and uh, it 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 definitely has a, a, an extremely bad um, impact who are the type of um, people or accounts you seek out on social media when you are trying to overcome this fear of failure and want some inspiration to start recreating i know you talked about um the fact that you do follow some other similar artists who are doing work similar to yours or people you look up to but other than artists like are there any other types of accounts that you feel like you seek out and you look for to get that inspiration and to get your thoughts flowing so i i i do follow um creative coaches um and there there's one of creative coach who she's really good it's um her her instagram handle is inspired to write so um i i feel like these um accounts just sort of push us to do better but they also sort of explain that that there is no word called comparison comparison is just something that we all create by ourselves but it it should not have really existed in the first place and um they sort of just um make us feel like you know we don't exactly have to have a particular time to get anywhere but we just have to go on making our art whether it's bad or whether it's great or whether it's wonderful whether it's going to be hung on a museum or whether it's going to get a grammy award that that doesn't matter So Nisha when we were having a a conversation earlier um before this recording um you talked about um validation and you know we often feel like our work will matter more if it's validated by friends or family and others whose opinions and perspectives make a difference to us uh usually i've always believed that the only person's opinion that truly matters at the end of the day is our own even um when i write i try to do more so for myself than what i think others want to read or hear because again i think on some level that creates some self doubt on what you're doing 
Um, and that leads to a complete shutdown of the mind. So what are your views? Do you think that deep down validation is truly required? The validation is it's something that we all do do have inside ourselves. We, we all seek it out, but it's not necessarily required because I feel like the validation only sort of comes to our minds when we when we feel unworthy or, 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 when, or when we feel like what we're doing is not enough and we see other people doing better than us. Us, but, but but we do seek validation all the time, but we do need to create our own happiness by giving ourselves the liberty to create what we do want to. Uh, so I feel like validation is all around us, but it's not going to make any sense to validate ourselves again and again, because other people are, are going to think what they want to think, and we can't really change that. So it's, it's important to like like and enjoy and love what we think and sort of create something with that. Absolutely agree. So do you try to find validation when it comes to the work you're doing? Even if you maybe don't now, have you ever in the past felt like you needed validation for something? Uh, absolutely, yes. Um, like whenever, whenever I make an artwork, or whenever I write something, I, I'll always go over to my friends or my mother and I'll ask them what they think about it. And if they don't give me the response that I wanted, then I, I'll question it. So it, it depends. And it, on, on social media, um, if my artwork um, got 100 likes and then the next one got um, 53 likes, then I, I'll get, I, I feel like it's, I'm not doing enough or like it's not good enough. So it, but like it, the whole thing is definitely upon uh, the social media algorithm. But so I, I feel like I, I definitely do seek out validation all the time. But it's, it's, it's definitely not going to help anyone to seek validation. Right. I guess we're all human at the end of the day, right? Um, I think it takes some conditioning for us to actually move past that validation phase. Now, um, you know, I think a lot of what we've been talking about today um, all boils down to the fact that teenagers, I think all over the world, you know, even over the last two years or maybe even way before that, have been facing a significant amount of pressure to perform, you know, whether it's in school or even outside the classroom walls. Of course, it's the case for many, but it's not also the case for some. Um, so what would you say to these teenagers who are feeling that pressure from within the family or outside the family to always be perfect, to um, always perform and are always seeking that validation and therefore get blocked more often than not and are not able to really do what is expected of them. What would you say to them? So the, the pressure to perform is definitely real. Um, and, and there are so many decisions to make amidst all, all this confusion. Uh, in, the, in this time in our lives. Uh, but with that race um, to win and excel, uh, as it drags on and on into a never-ending marathon, uh, it, it's important to not lose sight of what you are doing and to find exhilarating enjoyment in at least one of your hobbies and to, to keep yourself going. Otherwise, you're just going to find yourself um, lagging back in everything. And um, it's important to know that it's okay if you don't achieve glorious 
grades because if you feel like that's not okay then that's only also going to bring you down and you're going to lag behind because you're not going to love yourself and you're not going to feel like you fit in so work hard but only do that to impress yourself and no one else and trust yourself thank you naisha those are actually very wise words um what are some of the projects you're currently working on you know whether it's within school outside school um, not necessarily related only to the creative space you know um, what are some of the things that you're working on currently also i'm actually planning on uh, starting a podcast as well uh, so it's actually going to be based on mental health and the relation to mental well-being in different aspects such as the lgbtq community mothers teenagers feminists mental disorders and therapists and then a lot more so so it's just going to be i think about discussions about the mind and the many things that come with it and so i i definitely like many tips and tricks on how to host a podcast from That's fantastic. Um, so, do you plan to um, have guests on your podcast? And do you know what you're going to call it yet? Any thoughts? Uh, yes, I have actually thought of a name. Um, Metanoia. Metanoia. Okay, nice. All right. So, and you are going to have guests um, on it, or uh, is it going to be you speaking? Is it going to be a mix of both? Have you thought about that? Yes, I, I'll be having guests. Okay, fantastic. Well, good luck uh, with that, Naisha. And um, you know, to everybody out there listening, uh, please stay tuned and uh, follow Naisha's Instagram page as well for more updates on her upcoming podcast. Um, Naisha, if you can just put out your Instagram handle here, um, if you could just tell people what it is. It's Naisha Art. Can you spell it out? N a i w s h a a r t. Naisha, thank you so much once again for joining me today for this episode of Unfiltered. I know you have definitely opened up minds and changed perspectives tremendously today. Unfiltered is available for you to listen to on several platforms like Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and many more. So please follow us to get regular updates on new episodes. Stay tuned for more inspiring conversations with the youth who are doing so much to join this global effort in creating a healthier world. Thank you and good evening.